0: Thank you for listening to the Life Church podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. Isaiah chapter number 61. Somebody shout, The because of Pentecost. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because. <laughs> I said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because. <laughs> I feel you over here. I said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted." to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. Why? Huh? There's a because behind all this that he might be. And they shall build the old wastes. They shall raise up the former desolations. And they shall repair the waste cities and the desolations of many generations. Uh, Turn with me to the book of Luke. In the book of Luke chapter number four, Jesus had been 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness being tempted by the devil. And the Bible says when he came back from the mountain, In the very chapter we're about to read out, it says that Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. Somebody say power of the Spirit. Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit, and there went out a fame of him. But I want you to look, and then he came down, went into the, uh, the temple as his custom was, the Bible says, and he picked up the scroll of Isaiah, Opened it up to the scriptures I just read you. His first debut back in Nazareth. His first sermon. Um, look at verse, well, we'll start in 14. 414. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit unto Galilee. And there went out a fame of him throughout the, all the region around about. And he taught him their synagogues being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, and as his custom was, Jesus customarily went to church. What? Is that what it says? That it was a custom? Hmm. He went to church as he customly did. And when he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place. He was hunting it. He was looking for Isaiah 61. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. And he began to read from the book. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister, and he sat down. (laughs) Uh, Just look over and whisper to your neighbor and tell him he sat down. It's important. He sat down. He read the book, and he sat down. And the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto him, Today it begins. This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Turn with me to Luke 24, 49. I feel the glory of God in this place. You got it? Luke 24, 49 says, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. That word "endued" can go in many many directions, but I can be consistent with the Greek to give this definition. It means to provide with a quality or ability. To be endued means to be to to, to provide with a quality or ability tarry until you be endued with power power is from the word you've heard dunamis it's where we get the word dynamite and it really means force it means to have the ability to effect change so Jesus said go tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be provided with a quality or ability to effect change And then I he sat down and said, You're dismissed. Turn to Hebrews ten. Y'all not used to me using this many scriptures. Hebrews chapter number ten and verse number eleven. I see a very precious, precious sister of mine from over at Covenant. Wave at me, sis, back there. I love you. Good to have you with us. Uh, Are y'all got it? Hebrews 10, 11. And every priest stands. I'm jumping right in the middle, but I need you to catch this right here. And every priest stands daily, ministering and offering many times with the same sacrifices, which can never take away sin. But this man, talking about Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, forever sat down. The priests come year after year after year because it was an old covenant. Amen. They, they were sinful men. They would have to come year after year after year to offer sacrifices. They could not deliver you from this sin. But Jesus came and this one man, one time offered himself with blood so pure that it cleansed you straight to your toenails. Can I get a witness? Amen. Conscious and all. And the Bible says he. When he sat down. That means it's done. The work is finished. But that ain't the end of the story. He sat down where? In a position of power. All right. He sat down on the right hand of God. From, for how long? 13? From henceforth. From now on until expecting, which actually means in some of your translations, waiting till his enemies be made his footstool. We have a picture of Jesus sitting down on the right hand of God waiting for his enemies to be made his footstool. That's profound. He sat down waiting for his enemies. Uh, Y'all look at me like that. I'll throw another scripture at you. Go to Acts. The book of Acts. Chapter number two. While we're there, we might as well read one and eight. (laughs) But you shall receive what? Power, Boy, he's all about power. Jesus was about power. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you shall be <coughs> witnesses of me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Judea and Samaria and all the other, other, other most parts of the earth. Acts chapter number two. And when the day of... Verse number one, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. Uh, The wind caught the attention of an entire city. Men from all over the world had come. The wind, the force, the power that blew in on that day caught their attention. It gathered them to the upper room. Peter, with 11 of his cohorts, walked out on a balcony in my mind and began to preach the gospel. Uh, In the middle of that sermon, Peter said these words. Uh, We'll start in verse number 12. Uh, It says, they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying to one another, what does this mean? Others mocking says, these men are full of new wine. In other words, these people are drunk. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, you men of Judea and all you that dwell at Jerusalem, Be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these men are not drunk as you suppose, seeing it ain't but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. I'm going to skip through a lot of his sermon, but look down in verse number 32. This Jesus, Peter said, hath God raised up, wherefore all of us are witnesses to it. Therefore, being by the what? Where's Jesus? Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed for this, which you now see and hear. And, and he's, 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 he's proven to Him that Jesus is Jesus when he makes this statement in 34. For David is not ascended into the heavens. But David said, David prophesied this in Psalms 110.1. The Lord said unto my Lord, God said to Jesus, sit thou on my right hand. How long? Until I make thy foes thy footstool. The reason I want to preach today for a few minutes on the because of Pentecost is because I'm afraid that one of the greatest injustices in the body of Christ is not understanding the why of a thing. I'm going to say that again because you're not really listening to me with your spirit. Today I'm going to preach in the spirit. So I need you to listen to me in the spirit. I said one of the greatest injustices in the body of Christ today Is doing a thing and not understanding that thing. Amen. And another great injustice in the body of Christ is we've raised the church to never question God. God loves your questions. I submit to you that and when I say question God, I mean be inquisitive. That I want to know why. I want to know why we do communion. I want to know why we baptize people. Is anybody listening to me? I want to know why we pray. Uh, and, and I'm afraid that you've been raised that you you can't ask those kind of re- questions because it's disrespectful and as a result we got a spirit field I'm going to call it Pentecostal I don't like to because it it, it it puts you in denominationalism I'm not preaching about denomination I'm preaching about experience yeah. on yeah. Pentecost amen yeah. Uh but I, and I believe that we have trained each other and trained our kids. Well, you never ask why. You never question. And we got older generations that don't understand the concepts of why we do what we do. We just do it. Uh, if you don't know why you do it, it can, you can't do it in faith. And if you don't do it in faith, it can't produce what it's designed to produce. You can drink all the grape juice in Caldwell Parish and eat all the unleavened bread. It never affects your life until you understand the why of the thing. Can I get a witness? Amen. So today we're after the cause of Pentecost. Amen. Uh, And there is just one uh, little nugget I want to throw out here before I get wound up. Uh, You got to understand Pentecost was not a New Testament thing. Pentecost, amen, was a festival that came through. Matter of fact, it was the second great festival. Five times a year, all the men had to leave every part of the nation and come to Jerusalem for these special festivals. You understand me? Amen. This uh, Pentecost was the second festival of the Jewish year. And what it represented was, hear me now, it was the, uh, it was, when they, they brought the first fruits of the harvest to present them to God. It was a party, y'all. Are you listening to me? It was a Holy Ghost party. It was a celebration of faith that they brought the first fruits to God. It was their tithe. Amen? It was like bringing their tithe to God. And they were presenting them to God, praising Him for how He had blessed them for the great harvest. That's... The day God chose to pour the Holy Spirit out. Okay? Of all the days he could have chosen, he chose the day that the people would be celebrating a harvest that they knew was by the hand of God. Amen. Are you listening to me? So the New Testament Pentecostal or the New Testament Pentecost, come on, we're preaching on the because, you ought to write this down, symbolizes the beginning of God's harvest for souls. I'm going to say that again. Amen. We have distorted this thing. The reason he chose to pour out the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, not so you could be called Pentecostal, <laughs> Amen. It was on the 50th day. Here's another little awesome thing that I I think is really cool. But I need you to understand the because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was the harvest of souls. If you got just enough Holy Ghost for you to speak in tongues and feel good every now and then, you don't know the because of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. It was for the harvest of souls. 50 days after Pente, 50, 50 days after the church left Egypt, 50 days after they were delivered from the bondage of Egypt, 50 days later, God gave them the law that birthed the nation. 50 days after the Passover, 50 days after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God gave the spirit that gave birth to family. Let me tell you, God never did nothing off the cuff. Are you following me? Everything was planned out by God. And I'm afraid, like I said, that one of our great injustices is is that we don't even understand the why of the thing. And can I tell you this? As a result, churches have fought each other over Acts chapter number 2 denominations have been built out of Acts chapter number two. Amen. Doctrines have been preached to promote, amen, that it's all about speaking in tongues. Other doctrines have been built to preach against speaking in tongues. Are you listening to me? I mean, uh, because we don't understand the why of a thing. And can I tell you, you can never embrace the true purpose of a thing until you know the why of it. I am going to say it again. You can never embrace the true purpose of a thing until you understand the why of it. Amen. The dangers of not knowing the because of a thing, the dangers of not knowing the purpose of a thing uh, will always lead to neglect or abuse or even misused based on bad doctrine Based on the traditions of men, uh, this is the way mom and him did it. This is the way granny did it. I'm so sick of this, this old time. If it was good enough for grandma, it's good enough for me. Uh, simply because we don't have an understanding of a thing. Uh, amen. And I'm afraid Pentecost is one of those. It's, Pentecost is one of these. Amen. We don't understand the DNA of a thing. The DNA, uh, from what I understand it, DNA is something that that it, it holds the information and the instructions. Your DNA holds information and instruction for an organism to be able to develop, to 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 grow, and to reproduce. And it always reproduces. After it's kind. Uh, DNA is like a recipe book. That has a a code. So you can consistently perpetuate that perfect recipe. Are you following me? Uh, My mama cooks a seven layer peanut butter cake. That thing is phenomenal. I'm telling you it'll shoot your blood sugar so high. You'll go into a coma and love every minute of it. I mean, it's that powerful, amen. But she got the DNA. I mean, she got the recipe from Aunt Helen, amen. She got the recipe from Aunt Helen, and when she took the DNA Aunt Helen had, and she reconstructed the same DNA, it produced it. It, it produced it the same quality of Aunt Helen. I'm going somewhere. And then mama, when I moved to Louisiana, missing my peanut butter cake, she gave her DNA to Renee. Are y'all with me? She gave the recipe to Renee. So Renee would duplicate the recipe and it would be consistently, oh my God, it would consistently reproduce the genuineness of that product. Are y'all still with me? So the devil knew if I'm gonna destroy the quality of the church, I'm gonna have to mess up the DNA. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to change the DNA. I'm going to have to take tradition and get them to following their own culture and lay aside the true DNA to be able to rob the cake of its power. Is anybody listening to me? So I come to tell you today, if we're going to be Pentecostal. If we're going to operate at the same level, then we got to go all the way back and take a DNA sample of the first church. Is anybody listening to me? I just can't mix my belief system or my culture or my form of worship. Is anybody in this building? Because if I do, I mess up the DNA. And the problem is, once DNA is altered, I start reproducing after my own kind. Can I help somebody this morning? Amen. You can teach what you know, but you will always produce what you are. I'm going to try this out over here. You can teach what you know. Mama, you better listen to me raising them kids. Daddy, you better listen to me raising them kids. Amen. You can teach what you know, but you will reproduce what you are. I have found out it's easier to hold on to true doctrine. It's easier to hold on to good doctrine than it is to produce the reality of it. I don't know if y'all catching all this now. Before I preach, Amen. Everything produces after its kind. Everything produces after its DNA. Uh, so, so you can you can teach on prayer and never produce a praying church. I'm just going to throw some of these things out here before I preach. Amen. Because you can, you can teach what you know, but you're going to produce what you are. And you can teach on prayer and never have a praying church. The only way to have a in church is to pray. You can teach on holiness and never have a holy church. Oh, somebody help me. But when you tap into the DNA of the early church, you start producing what you are mama don't come here quoting that scripture to me over that wayward child Well, the bible says if you train up a child in the way he should go he shall never depart from it we missed it that ain't talking about what's coming out of your mouth it's what's coming out of your spirit that trained. oh uh, let me try this over here amen because you can teach what you know but you're going to produce what you are and then you're going to want me to counsel what you produce I wish somebody would help me. Amen. Somebody help me. Somebody say, we need to do a DNA test because the deoxyribonucleic acid does never lie who I practiced all day long thank you for, for noticing amen you hey, listen it's it's organic somebody help me you don't have to make a church pray you don't have to make a person be holy amen when it's in your dna it's organic double shot Ty. it becomes organic i wish somebody help me preach this morning i came with fire shut up in my Uh, Amen and then you got to run around Trying to create a culture A culture is not created by what's coming out of your mouth A culture
1: is created by every step you take Every move you make Is anybody listening to me It's time for us to revive the DNA Of a Pentecostal church
0: So I said, God, I, I want to know the because. I could get up and preach. You ought to be speaking in tongues. I could, I could preach all them sermons, amen. We spent seven weeks teaching what's gonna happen when you get baptized with the Holy Ghost. But today we come to teach on why. Why, why am I filled with the Holy Ghost? Why should I desire to be filled with the Holy Ghost? Can we, can we work this thing? Can we go just a little further? Amen. Jesus. <laughs> Walked into the room that day, done fought the devil for forty days and 49, overcome ever, te- overcame every temptation that you will ever fight in all your life. But he stood strong. I ain't got time to fool with it. But he just stood strong. And then the power of the Spirit came upon him. And the Bible says he came back from that 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 that, that, that dark hour of his life. Can I stop right now and prophesy? It's Pentecost Sunday. Can I just prophesy, I don't know what
1: hell I don't know what hell you're going through right now and I don't know how many lies the devil's told you, but I declare to you in the name of Jesus, you're about to return you're about to return in the power of the Spirit. He has hit you with this. And he is, who am I talking to in this place? He's hit you with this. He's questioned your identity. He's questioned your daughtership. He's questioned the most of mine. <laughs> Oh God, I need to settle down just a
0: little bit, Amen. But God told me to stop right now and prophesy that you're
1: about to come to a moment. The angels came and raised him up, dusted him off, and said, "Now go give the devil hell." Is anybody in this place? I double dog dare you. Go give the devil hell. Go give the the, the devil shot. Make him.
0: I don't need to touch you because I'll hurt you. I feel like Superman right now. Oh, you're pretty heavy. I bet I couldn't do that if I wasn't anointed. Is anybody in this place? Yes, you've been you've been you've been in a sword fight with the devil. Are you listening
1: to me? But you're about to be anointed with power from on high, and you're about to return. Somebody ought to look at your neighbor and say, I'll be back. Somebody ought to tell your neighbor, I'll be back. At least I could tell it like Arnold's. I'll be back. back. God, I feel that. I'll be back. Don't you count me out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that wasn't planned. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I'm not sorry. I came with
1: a. Somebody stand and worship while I regain. Somebody stand and say, I'll be back. I, I am cast down, but I'm not destroyed. <laughs> hey, I got the wind knocked out of me, but I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back, I'll be back Rosetta. I'll be.
0: Why are you looking at me like that? I'll teach you. oh my god that was a prophetic word that was a gift a gift just operated amen now you take that gift that that I just gave you and and Timothy said use it as a sword now (laughs) that every time the devil slap him with it (laughs) Jesus came down (laughs) okay commercials (sighs) over. He come down off that mountain, hadn't eaten anything in 40 days, 40 nights. But can I tell you one more thing about that prophetic word? Can I tell you the devil cannot cast you down? Can I tell you the devil cannot cast you down? Oh, that don't mean nothing to you, but it it means something to somebody. The devil cannot cast you down because he proved it to us on that mountain. He proved it to us when he was trying to kill Jesus before he could get to the cross because he took Jesus up to the end of the pinnacle and said, cast yourself down. So you see, the devil can't cast you down. The only way you can be cast down is to cast yourself down.
1: The only way. So if you're down, the devil didn't have the prior to do it. He just talked you into casting yourself down. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell him, don't jump. Don't jump. Don't jump. Don't jump. Stay where you are. Don't, don't jump. Don't don't end it. Don't commit suicide. Don't give up your vision. Don't give up your dream. Don't have Don't abort it. Don't abort it. Hold on. <laughs> my God, I feel Pentecostal power in this place. Hey, Amen. He, he has to con you into would you cast yourself down?
0: Because <laughs> I don't have the power to push you off. I don't have the power to rob your ministry. <laughs> I don't have the power, but if I can make you feel bad enough about it, then I can get you to That's a word. Who are we going to buy this cassette? <laughs> Jesus came down off the mountain. He walked into that synagogue. And <laughs> are y'all with me or not? He walked in there. said, give me, give, me, give me that precious prophecy. Can you see him taking that old scroll? Are y'all with me? Do y'all read the Bible? Or? Can y'all see Jesus? This is his hour. He just went through hell. 40 days ago, he was being baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. Figure that one out. We never did. (laughs) Amen. the dove. God spoke from heaven. The dove descended from the heaven, landed on the Christ. He left there. Oh, here's one for you. I'm sorry. I'm hung up everywhere. But he came up out of Jordan and the Holy Spirit didn't lead him into ministry. The Holy Spirit didn't lead him to a platform. The Holy Spirit didn't lead him. You know where he led him? He led him to a wilderness to put him on the potter's wheel
1: to bring balance in his life. This is where a lot of people have missed it. Oh, I'm so full of the Holy Ghost. And I can speak in tongues. I'm ready for public ministry. No, you're ready for private brokenness. You're ready to be broken. You're ready to be molded. You're ready to be squeezed. Oh, so somebody right now, this ain't for everybody, but somebody right now who's being prepared for your destiny. I want you to get on your feet right now and say thank you for the wilderness. Yes. Thank you for the wilderness. Let it work. Let it work.
0: Huh. Oh my God! If y'all miss Wednesday night, you got to go online. Is it is it there? You got to hear it. The most powerful. Thank you, Father. I'm on the Well, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm getting dizzy, really. Thank you, Lord. Let me tell you, you being prepped for destiny. You're being prepped for destiny. And your destiny will not supersede your ability to cling to the wilderness. Your level of ministry will always measure, be measured by your level of obedience in the wilderness. Somebody better get this word right here.
1: No wonder God can't exalt you. It's because he can humble you in the magnitude in which he desired. He said, if I humble you, I'll lift you up.
0: I got more you want it I got much more are you ready for it he said he came out of that let's get him out of the wilderness let's get him to church God gave me a message when we went into this virus that I've never heard preached. I've never heard taught and never preached in my life. It's in the book of Hebrews. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. There's going to be a great temptation to be an exodus in the church because of the coronavirus. People are understanding it's easier to stay home and watch it than to go endure it. (laughs) It's easier to stay home and then I'm secluded from relationships that tweak me Make me mad, make me grow. I can't preach it right now. Amen. (laughs) But anyway, as his custom was, Jesus went to church. Some of us so don't have a custom of going to church. It's a vote every Sunday. Oh, call all the kids. Going to church today? Well, it's raining. It's hot. It's a good day for fishing. I knew I'd kill the spirit with all that, huh? The day that you and hus- your husband contemplate church on Sunday or Wednesday or any time there is your body is gathering together is a fact that you don't have the same customs of the Messiah. <laughs> is it true? That's I- his custom. As his custom was. Jennifer's looking at me like, behave, I got a guest. I'm trying, Jennifer. His custom was he entered into the church and he knew when he left that mountain it was time to begin. I lived 33 years and 30 years in obscurity building character. I'm sorry. Revelation's like low grapes this morning. Can I pick them? Huh? Hey Amen. You want a ministry in three months? Jesus took 30 years to build a name for himself. Jesus took 30 years so that he would have a message to preach of how to walk in holiness, how to walk in righteousness. Amen. We ain't even got a testimony under our belt and want to tell everybody else how to do it. Oh, this is getting deep, amen. Huh? You can't preach to me about faithfulness when you ain't endured the first storm, you ain't went through the first loss. You huh? You done writing a book. Don't you think you ought to wait until a few storms tweaks your theology? Huh? What? There ain't nothing like experience to tweak your theology. There's nothing like the experience to temper your judgmentalism. We can be hard on people till it gets hard on us. Wow. Stuff just keeps coming. I had a sermon. What was I on? Pentecost. <laughs> he walked in that temple that day knowing it's time. It's time. Now remember, we're doing a DNA test to see if we're really a Pentecostal church. <laughs> I really want to know if I belong to him. I just wonder. No, I ain't getting that rude. (laughs) He grabbed that scroll and went to looking for that prophetic word that Isaiah gave, I think, what was it, 700 years before he was ever born, Rosetta. And he began to read. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because... Jesus began to give the New Testament church the because of his anointing. (laughs) Amen. It's not enough to be anointed if you don't know why you're anointed. If you don't know why you're anointed, you'll misuse it. You'll abuse it. You'll use it for self-gratification. Can I tell you, I know how the anointing works. I've possessed it most of my ministry. Amen. And it's funny to me, my anointing will work when my character ain't. Oh, y'all can't say nothing right there. Huh? Amen. It would work. Amen. So uh, we use the anointing and the presence as our new drug. Huh? Yeah, them drug addicts you're talking about. There's so many church folks that are addicted to this anointing. And coming to church is about nothing but reaching that place. Huh? Somebody help me now. It's just reaching that place. Amen. And we govern our services not by I was so convicted I repented. (laughs) Not I found myself on the face saying, God, forgive me for my complacency. But we judge our services by how high the praise team can lift us. And if we're able to help you reach that mark. Y'all ain't going to help me. I'm going to get up here. Amen. Hey, listen, Then we leave saying, yes, it was a good service. Amen. So, uh, so, so we've made the anointing into our new drug. And it's all about me. Uh, I am, I guess what you call, Pentecostal to the core. And I came from a church that what we call tore the rigging down. I mean, and I'm for all of it. Amen. But what good is it? If I so hunger for the presence that was designed to do nothing but to make me feel good about myself, only to get behind closed doors and the enemy beat me up for the lack of character. I was shouting while I go shouting now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because. He said, I'm going to train you the because of Pentecost. The Spirit of the Lord. I've been baptized because he has anointed me to preach good news to the captive. I, am, I have been anointed to say something. Yeah. Oh, let's just stay right there a minute. Huh? Before I go any further, look to your neighbor and tell him to say something. Huh? If you want to use that, 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 that Facebook for something, why don't you use the gift of the Holy
1: Ghost and say something that's going to impart good news Oh, y'all ain't shouting no more, amen. Oh, I thought the Holy Ghost was just for in church and for speaking in tongues and feeling. No, he has anointed me to tell somebody the good news about Jesus Christ. I, I come to declare to you, like church, open your mouth and say something.
0: Uh, but he put it in a confound, it has to be the good news. He's anointed me to tell them the good news. He's anointing me to, what's the next one? I, uh, what's the next one? Somebody open your Bible. Amen. He, he said he's anointing me to pro, uh, proclaim liberty to the captives. Get me a Bible ready. To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to those that are bound. Can I help somebody right now? Amen. He said this is the reason I sent the Holy Ghost. He said, this is the reason I have the Holy Ghost. To open the prison to those that are bound. To set at liberty those that are captive. Amen. Can I tell you, if someone is behind prison bars, there is a uh, jailer that put them there. There's a jailer to put them now. Now, now, so phase number one is: This is the because of Pentecost that I may bind up the broken-hearted. The word "bind up" literally means to heal; it means to wrap it all up with a bandage. Uh, so Jesus said, I came with an anointing, amen, to, to, to turn your brokenness into healing. It's really a sign of ho- hopelessness. of someone, If my arm gets broke, put it in a cast, it'll heal. If my leg gets broke, put it in a cast, it'll get healed. But there's something about being broken hearted. That goes plumb to the soul. It's a state of hopelessness. This is the because of Pentecost. Amen. This is the because. You've been anointed to
1: discern that level of brokenness. And then to open your mouth and bind it all up. Oh, are you listening to me. My God, maybe it's time to quit shouting and rolling in the floor. And start rolling up wounded hearts with a word from God.
0: Don't get me wrong. I'm not preaching on uh, uh, emotionalism in the church because we're emotional about everything else. But I'm just saying, if that's the end game, we've missed it. You've missed it. The majority of the church is not walking around out there looking for an opportunity to bind something up. I'm I'm anointed to bring healing. What do you mean call the pastor? (laughs) I got the same Holy Ghost he's got. You with me, Kenny? I got the same Holy Ghost he's got. I am anointed to bind that up with the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Then he said, "I, uh, I am sent to proclaim liberty to the captive, the opening of prison doors to those that are bound. Amen. Now it's done going to another level. Some people you can talk out of things. Some people you can bring healing with words of encouragement, but some people are being bound by a taskmaster. You've been anointed to deal with the jailer. Oh, I don't know if y'all catching this. This is why I got the Holy Ghost. (laughs) That's why I got the Holy Ghost. Not so I can seem more spiritual to you with praying in tongues. No, I got the Holy Ghost so I can bind the strong man and set the captive free. (laughs) Uh, Look over your neighbor and tell him, this is the because. This is because when's the last time you went to the level of going to a dimension in prayer to where you dealt with a jailer instead of trying to, huh, amen. The people you are mad at because they
1: won't come out, can I tell you, they can't come out. They can't come out until somebody who is full of the Holy Ghost will stand toe-to-toe with, are you with me, Anita? And tell the jailer, get out of my way. I bind you in the name of Jesus. You are defeated in the name of Jesus. And then take the keys of the kingdom and unlock their prison and let them go.
0: This is the why. This is the Because. This is because how many prisoners have you released lately? (laughs) Huh? Come on now. I'm just taking DNA. You sure you saved? You gotta pass the DNA test. And this is the DNA of the Christ of our salvation. Prayer that never goes to a dimension of dealing with the binder, the enemy. Now, I'm gonna lay something on you now, Are y'all ready? I got a big old prize egg for you. He said, I came to destroy. Thank you, preach this here. Well, I came to destroy the works of the devil. That's why I'm anointed. I'm anointed to destroy the works of the devil. What's the next one? Uh, Let me start over. I do good if I start from the front. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim liberty to the captive, the opening of prison doors to those that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of God and the vengeance of our God. You know what Jesus was saying? I come to declare vengeance. Huh? We don't see Jesus like this, but I can prove. No, we don't see him like this Because we see him in natural form. But that ain't what the devil saw. He said, Today is a day of vengeance. When he sat down and and when he sat down from reading Isaiah, he said, Today it is on. And I come to declare vengeance on the enemy of my God. And then when Jesus walked around, the devil would say, Leave us alone. It's in that same chapter. Said Jesus went down to Capernaum. Are y'all still with me? I ain't confusing, am I, because I'm jumping. Jesus went down to Capernaum and began to preach the gospel. And it said the church was amazed at the spirit of power. Somebody say power. The spirit of power at which he spoke. And while he was speaking, there was a man in the congregation possessed by a devil. And he lifted up his voice and said, Leave us alone. Why? We don't have nothing to do to you. And they ask the question, are you going to destroy us? to the congregation it looked like a a timid Jew (laughs) preaching the good news but in the spirit realm the devil that had been he had been a member there for over 30 years I'm sure of it he had been a member there for
1: years and years and years and he was never moved until power stepped in the pulpit does anybody see where I'm going and when power began to preach the devil began to manifest leave us alone tell me what you're going to do are you going to destroy me and Jesus said, I rebuke you.
0: In the name of Jesus. And the devil said, you're him. You're him. You're the son of God. It took a devil to recognize the Christ that the church was trying to crucify. (laughs) I ain't playing with that. Are you listening to me? Uh Can I tell you, there's
1: not enough force in the Pentecostal church to shake the devil off the pew. I'm just going to say it again. There's not enough anointed preaching and teaching to make the devil uncomfortable. Amen. In the local body of Christ.
0: Can I go a little deeper? He said, I came. I'm anointed to kill jailers and kick the prison doors open. Then you can come out of your bondage. Your judgmentalism against the addicts is an indictment against your puniness. I'm going to say that again from a different way quit waiting on the White House to do anything because it's not their responsibility. It's not their job to destroy the, the spirit of poverty. It's not Trump's job to bring unity in the local communities. Is anybody <laughs> listening to me? But we want to stand back and judge our president. Amen. Don't judge him
1: for what you were designed to do. Amen. Don't judge him. I was anointed for this. I was anointed to bring peace. I was anointed to give a word of wisdom. I was anointed to bring unity in diversity.
0: It's the because of Pentecost. It's the because of Pentecost. Quit hating on people you were supposed to deliver. (laughs) Uh, I said, quit hating on them, amen. Quit griping about how bad Lazarus stinks and roll the stone away, huh, amen. Quit griping about your stinking community
1: and start rolling away the stony heart. (laughs) So that we can be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and say, Lazarus, come forth!
0: It's the because of your anointing. He said, "I came to proclaim the acceptable year of the time, year of the Lord." Amen. Shake your neighbor, tell him now's the time. Ah, huh? now's the time. I got my prophetic word from Isaiah. I just read my prophetic word. Amen. And didn't stop there. He started off working on the lost. To pro- I came. It's the, the Spirit of the Lord. I always that was on the screen. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because uh, I, I guess, Josh, I just can't get it. Because he has anointed me to bring good news. He's working on the lost here. But let me tell you how double, multifaceted the Holy Spirit is. He went from telling a lost person the good news bliss to binding the strong man and setting the captive souls free. Amen. And then he and then he went into another whole phase. Amen. The opening of prison those that are bound. Give me that next scripture, Josh. Man, you're so awesome. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance. I want y'all to remember that for my second part of this sermon. <laughs> to comfort all that mourn. Can I tell you, wait a minute, Josh. Can I tell you something right now about spiritual warfare? Uh, can I tell you something about spiritual warfare? When you declare vengeance on the enemy of, in a person's life, you bring comfort on the other side. I'm gonna say that again. Huh? A lot of people, I don't believe in all this spiritual warfare. The devil is a liar. I could preach for a week <laughs> uh, on spiritual warfare. Amen. Huh? Well, I understand we do it from a restful position, but you declaring vengeance on that demonic spirit of oppression in that person's life brings comfort to all who mourn. Amen. So to them, it looks like comfort. To the devil, it looks like I just got eradicated. Are y'all following me? I ain't got time. Let's move on. So he went from there to, now he's walked in the church. I'm not only anointed out there, I'm anointed in here. This is a multi-faceted gift I got. I know how to work in the red light district. Ooh, thank you, Kamal. I knew I was going to be preaching to Turkey Neck right there. I just knew it. We like them turkey necks, don't we? Hey, are you listening to me? That's, I'm sorry, that's an inside joke there. Uh, are you listening to me? Yeah, this anointing, amen, it don't waver with geographical location. It'll work in the grocery store. It'll work in the... rest. Don't come here telling me, Pastor pray I'm getting a job change. They cuss out here. Are you kidding me? This anointing works in every environment. now it's left that environment coming to the church. Now he said, I'm anointed to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. I come to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Why? So they can be who God called them to be. Can I help somebody out there that's full? Would you just wave at me if you're full of the Holy Ghost? Would you wave at me if you're so full of the Holy Ghost? Let me tell you what. You are anointed to take oppressed people that's what this whole
1: scripture is about people who's lost hope people who's been hurt people who's been injured people amen that thanks God has forsook them you have an anointing upon your life to take off them ashes off your head put a garment of praise on you I'm gonna get my dance on is anybody listening to me My God, are y'all feeling me? Amen. This is what you're anointed to do. Don't baby and pepper. Oh, it's pitiful. I don't know how you do. I don't know how you endure. No. He said, but dust the ashes off their head and give them something to worship about. What is they to worship about? Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. You are an overcomer. You're the...
0: I'm going to run out of energy before I run out of word. Are y'all hearing me? <laughs> that's what you're anointed to do. That's what you're anointed to do. Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on the church. Especially you Pentecostals. If that's, I, I don't like that word at all. If we're using the Holy Spirit to rattle in tongues a little, get a few chill bumps and go on our way shame on us no I'm anointed not to let you stay in the pit I'm anointed I'm anointed like my savior that if you do end up in the hog pen I got an anointing that's not very cool I got this anointing on me and I know you way out there Kobe. you way out there and in, mind, and in your mind, in your mind, in your mind, Colby, you're saying, I'm not worthy, Josh.
1: In your mind, you're saying, I'm not worthy to be called a son no more. I'm not worthy, so I'm just going to go back and I'm going to be a slave to the Father. Well, guess what? You're anointed, amen, to not stand on the bank and judge you for the condition you got in, but to roll up your bridges' legs, climb over in the hog pit. Get on my back. Climb over in the hog pit. I am anointed. Don't cover up my mind. Sorry. I am anointed to carry the burden of my brother. I am a, somebody ought to help me. Somebody shout, it's the because of Pentecost. I am anointed when your hands are hanging down. I am anointed to lift up your head.
0: Shame on you to be so powerful and impotent at the same time. Shame on you for setting on such a great gift. Thinking you're spiritual because you pray in the Holy Ghost. She's looking at my legs. I got to pull. I seen her looking at my legs, Bobby, your wife. I'm going to put my British legs down. Somebody shout, because. He said, I'm I'm anointed to pull you up. I've been having to use y'all's office since I don't have one anymore. Y'all kicked me out of the church. And I seen something on your board that said, don't be those who look for the dirt. Be those who pull out the gold. Sometimes you just may need, sometimes you may feel dirty. And you just feel like you've got dirt all over you. You need to be around anointed people who don't recognize the dirt, but a wipe dirt
1: out of your eyes and say you are the beloved of Christ. You are too anointed to stay in the hog pen. Is anybody? God Almighty. I got
0: to get to Pentecost. And look what happens to these people. Look what happens to these people when you start operating in your gifting. Look what happens. I'm doing all this so they could be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. I'm doing this because your father is going to be so happy when he gets When I get you out of your pit, your father's going to be so happy. And while you're trying to convince him of how nothing you are, he's going to be looking
1: past you saying, bring that calf. I knew this day was coming. Uh, You expected me to judge you when you got here, but I done got a fat cow. Somebody say it's party time. Amen. I am anointed to look past the filth and to see the potential.
0: That's what I'm anointed to do. You're wasting your gift if you judge people all the time. You're just wasting the power to speak them to excellency. Huh? Have you ever heard Pentecost preached on this level? I am anointed because I found out that trees of righteousness really refers to a hardwood tree over there, Cody. Hardwood tree. And they took the hardwood trees and they made yokes for oxen. It represented strength and stability and resolve he literally said them that's oppressed and depressed in their mind when you get through with them because you're so gifted they're going to be strong as an ox they'll have resolve in their mind they will be the planning of the Lord and God will start using them and then look what happens huh and then you know what they go start building they start building the old waste places. truths that had fallen down. Oh, my God, I can't preach on this whole sermon. There's too much in it. Are you listening to me? They start, re- they start repairing the waste cities. My God, you hear me? Jennifer, when she come here, she was. A... Uh, did you hear Kamal? He wanted me to tell it. He wanted us to tell it. (laughs) I'm telling you, she was one of them. You hear me? That woman at the well was probably a deaconess compared to her. So that's all I'm going to say about it. That woman at the well, I'm telling you, she was saint number one if you compared her to Jennifer. Amen. But thank God. Thank God somebody was able to look through the mud.
1: Is anybody listening to me? Somebody had enough anointing on there to crawl out there say, come on, Jennifer. Come on, Jennifer. And now she's building the old waste places. She's raising up for generation. I need somebody to worship in this place. She's bringing glory to God and the desolations of many generations.
0: The Spirit of the Lord is on me because And I said all that to say this. Now that we have discovered the DNA of the church. Because the church has an identity. It's Jesus. All Pentecost was, was a passing of the baton. That's what it was. I need you to tarry. In Jerusalem, I only had 33 and a half years to conquer, to overcome, and to destroy. This is why Jesus spoke one of the most confusing statements he's ever made to me. The works that I do, greater works shall you do. In other words, y'all are about to take ministry to the next level. You're about to bring the vengeance of God to the earth on a whole new level. Are y'all following me? All Pentecost was, and I don't mean that to, to bring it down any, everything that Pentecost was was simply the passing of the baton of the Spirit of Christ into the body of Christ. And now I'm going to, I'm going to give you where this whole sermon come from. And when he spoke it to me, it run headlong with my eschatology. I think, Josh, what's eschatology? End time stuff? It started butting heads with my eschatology when he said this to me. But he he spoke it to me in prayer and I had to go to scripture to to make sure, you got to be careful of things you hear even in prayer you always have to back up by scripture for you deep prayers you'll start praying your will and the devil can come in and get you going and you always have to buffer it with the word okay that's just a little for you, you deep prayers but he took me to that message normally I would have preached Acts chapter number 2 1 through 4 But he took me into the sermon that Peter preached. Y'all still with me for a few minutes? And Peter began to say, Jesus has been raised from the dead, and we witnessed it. We spent 40 days with him doing infallible proofs after his resurrection. And he said, he is now, like David prophesied, sit down on the right hand of the Father. And he's going to sit there until his enemies be made his footstool. Now, that was a game changer for me. Wait a minute. He still got enemies that hadn't been subdued. Because he finished it on the cross. Are y'all with me? And if he's going to sit there until his enemies are made a footstool, what's my role now? Huh? Wait on me, teachers. What is my role? He said, I have passed the baton to you He said, go to Jerusalem and tarry until you be endued with power. So I've started asking all the whys. Why power? Why power? Why does Jesus keep saying, tarry in Jerusalem until
1: you be endued with power? And I asked the Lord, power to what? Power to what? And God spoke to me and said, power to stomp on what Jesus has conquered.
0: Power to stomple Luke cha- Oh, my God. Y'all don't believe me, so I'm going to preach this a little bit more. Amen? The Bible says Jesus blew on them, said receive the Holy Ghost and sent them out to heal the sick, raise the dead, destroy the works of the devil. And man, here they came back. Here they came back and said, Lord, it was amazing.
1: This is amazing. Said devils are subject to us. Devils are running everywhere. We're casting devils out. We're destroying sickness. And Jesus made us statement uh, that's powerful
0: that Dr. Simmons put in the Passion Translation. Jesus said uh, he said it like this from the Aramaic. While you were ministering, I beheld Satan toppling and he come crashing down. Oh my God. Are y'all getting a hold of this? In other words, while you were casting
1: out devils, Jesus said, I looked into the spirit realm and he was coming down down, You couldn't see it. But every time somebody got healed, the devil came down. Oh, is anybody listening to me? Oh, my God, this microphone. Amen. So when he passed the baton, he anointed you to start bringing under subjection the things Christ has already dealt with.
0: But if it ain't in the Old Testament, you can't preach it. You gotta have the you you gotta have witness. You can't just preach this kind of doctrine. Any Bible scholar, Pentecostal, Baptist, most everyone agrees that Joshua was the type of Christ. If you're a Bible student, you should have said amen. It's Yeshua. And God reminded me that when Joshua was taking territory, he was conquering everything. (laughs) Under the leadership of Yeshua, they was conquering everything. They was conquering everything. There was five kings, five armies. It was a picture of Jesus walking through the earth, destroying the works of the devil. But he took five kings... And locked them up in a cave and said, I'll be back. Oh, I didn't plan that, but it worked. I'll be back. <laughs> and when they had slaughtered all the little imps, they come back to that cave. And Joshua said, Now roll a stone away. Wait on me, mama. They rolled a stone away, said now bring them evil influences out here <laughs> and tell you a preacher. He said, throw them on the ground. And then he told all his men, put your foot on their necks. Put your foot on their necks. That was a defeated foe that had to be made into the footstool of Joshua through faith and obedience of the body. Are you listening to me? wasn't by their power. It was the power of the Yeshua. But he allowed them to co-partner in the destruction of, Of the enemy. Oh somebody say it's the because of Pentecost. And then when them disciples. He told them. I saw Satan toppling. While you were ministering. Amen. And he said now you
1: understand. I give you the power to tread on serpents. And scorpions. And over all the power. Of the enemy.
0: So everyone. You're anointed to conquer. You're bringing up under the foot of Jesus Christ himself. That's why you're anointed. Oh, it may not look like spiritual warfare to you, but that one you lay hands on and rebuke that blindness, that blind devil just got brought up under the foot of Jesus Christ. Call it what you want to. Call it rest if you want to, but don't never negate the fact that Jesus, God looked down, and I thought of our nation... It's just like Isaiah 59 right now. Right's being called wrong. Wrong is being called right. You expect sinners to sin, killers to kill, thieves to steal, murderers to murder, liars to lie. But it's a sad day when the people who are supposed to protect you kill you. That's the world we live in today. People who have respected position. They're supposed to protect you, take your life. It's the same condition Isaiah spoke about. But Jesus said, when I saw it, I sought for a man to stand in the gap and I couldn't find none. He said, so I just got dressed to come to earth. You saw him dressed and swaddled in clothes as the devil saw him. With a helmet of salvation on his head, he had a cloak of vengeance wrapped around him. Read your Bible, Isaiah 59. And he said, he had the vengeance of God as
1: a garment. And on top of all that, he put on zeal as a cloak. And he come destroyed. Is this a Pentecostal church? And he came destroying the works of the devil. And when he ascended into heaven, he passed the baton. That's why you're anointed.
0: Are y'all with me? The Spirit of the Lord is on me because if you don't think we're in a fight, you fell off another planet. You're anointed to fight. You're anointed to fight. You're anointed to conquer. You're anointed to overcome. I don't know the fullness of what that's going to look like. I know one of these days Jesus is going to split that eastern sky. First Thessalonians preaches the dead in Christ is going to rise first. All those that are alive and remain are going to be caught up with it. But you cannot deny the fact that he said you sit right here in power until I start subduing some of the enemies you conquered and overcome. I'm not fulfilling my purpose of being filled with the Holy Ghost if I'm not taking terror. Oh, my God, are y'all listening to me? And as a result, I can't preach no more. I got to quit. I could preach to you that Peter came out preaching with so much power and authority that they were so convicted that 3,000 were swept into the kingdom. He preached to another servant and 5,000 were saved. And the Bible says the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Pentecost was the beginning of the harvest for lost souls. Some souls can be talked to and told the good news. Other souls need somebody who is stronger than the enemy to bind their... They're bound up in mindsets that they need somebody who's spiritual enough to bind that thing. And then you can spoil their goods, the Bible says. So today, I want us to look at being filled with the Holy Ghost from a whole new perspective. We're teaching on the gifts. What's the use of being gifted if I'm not going to use it to bring glory to God? Why should God give you a public platform if you won't use your private platform? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying Why, why should we be able to minister someone in this environment if we're too sheepish to minister to somebody in that environment? And maybe it's because you hadn't realized, I'm anointed for this. I'm anointed for this. I've been endued. I've been provided with a quality and ability that's beyond me. Stand with me all over this place. I knew when God began to unfold this thing to me <clears throat> that this was different. <clears throat> and, I, and, I, I, and I struggled for a whole day and, and, and worked up a whole message in my mind on the sound and the fire because I'm so drawn to that. I was born in the fire. And I told you a while ago, you can teach what you know, but you'll reproduce what you are I'm afraid weak, timid, insecure churches are giving birth to weak, timid, insecure people while talking about a God out of this Bible that walks in power and authority and dominion. That's the reason... You know the Bible says when I came out of the upper room are y'all still with me? I'm not. This is the last closing statement that's important. It said when they come out of that upper room tell her he stood with the eleven glorifying God in languages they didn't even know. They were worshiping God. Pentecost is about worship. Read it. It's in your Bible. He stood with 11 glorifying God in languages they didn't even understand. They were speaking things their ears couldn't even relate to. In other words, they was worshiping in a dimension they had never worshiped in before. And not only that, hear me, y'all stay with me, they were in a politically adverse environment. A spiritual spiritually adverse environment but it couldn't stop their worship shame on us to call ourselves Pentecostal spirit-filled believers and we timidly sheepishly go through worship services with our arms folded wondering when they're gonna quit all this thing where I can get a word and go home come on now I'm doing a DNA test That don't look like the early church. Well, I'm just quiet and timid. The Holy Ghost ain't either. He's not quiet and he's not timid. He's going to glorify God. Come on, I'm just come to take a DNA test. I mean, what, what was up with all that over here? Huh? What was up with all that? Kenny, what's up with all that? You look like a drunk man to me. You just look like a drunk man. Well, obviously, that's what the Pentecostal church looked like because the people said, these people's drunk. And I like the way Peter put it. So the, so the real thing is, shame on you for your sobriety. Oh, wow. What are you going to do with that? In the spirit. Because Peter said, these people are not drunk as you suppose. Meaning, they are intoxicated. They are inebriated. Their conduct and character is being altered by another influence. And their speech is not normal. <laughs> well, every bit of that will work. I'm just saying, spiritualism is not measured by your exuberant activity. Don't get me wrong. We're going to bring balance to this. Oh, no. No, it's not measured by your exuberant. But still, there is a fire that was deposited in Pentecost that day that caused 11 men, who, 12 men who didn't have the courage to stand and publicly worship and bring glory and honor to God. So now I'm going to ask you a question before I quit. Do you have a little better idea of the because of Pentecost? Here's the reason we don't want to know the because. Yes. Yes. Because when I understand its purpose, I become responsible to its activity. That's what this whole sermon was about. I become responsible to this great gift God has given me. I'm responsible. Jesus knew when he walked in there and rolled out that scroll, it was going to cost him his life. He knew with every miracle they would hate him. Do you know they drug him out of the church that day and took him to a cliff and going to throw him off? We don't know how he done it, but the Bible just tells us he walked right through them and they couldn't find him. He made himself invisible. I'm afraid Christ has had to make himself invisible in the body of Christ because of our rejection of who he really is. He wants to manifest himself. My God, what a day. So if you have not been baptized in the Holy Ghost, you're born again and hadn't been baptized, the Bible says we should seek for that. We should seek for that. Now, I'm not going to put you under no strain of what that seeking is supposed to look like. That's that's up to you. But I can tell you this, you'll only find God when you seek for him with all of your heart. Not, well, if you want me to have it. That's in Jeremiah. Jeremiah when you seek for it with all your heart, He'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost. So they ought to be a pursuit. These altars is open for you if you want to pursue. The main altar call that I was after today was that you and I would begin to understand the because of my anointing and that I begin to step into it and to execute this anointing I want you to just go in a spirit of prayer the altars is open if you want to come forward if you want to pray right there where you are the Holy Spirit has brought this down to a holy hush and I need you to ask this question and I want you to drive out denominationalism out of your mind ask God am I really Pentecostal Do I possess the DNA of the church that was born on the day of Pentecost? Life, church, do you really want to be? Do we want to reproduce that peanut butter cake? Do do we want to reproduce the genuineness of that firstborn church? Well, I can tell you before you pray it, it cost a lot of persecution. They kicked them out, man. They they ostracized them. Cherish, you know what I'm talking about? But today on this day of Pentecost, it's the culmination of God bringing this down to a spirit of conviction right now in the heart of every believer. I feel you. I know I ain't talking to everybody, but I'm talking to some of you. I feel you. I understand some is not going to cross this jordan, some's not going to change. You're going to remain the same. That's, that's your prerogative. But I feel some of you that's praying right now, Father. I want the because of Pentecost to manifest in my life so that souls. Can be born into the kingdom of heaven. I can set at liberty captives. I can bind up the brokenhearted. I can destroy the spirit of oppression. I can bring things and put them under the feet of Christ. Oh, don't don't get don't get. Don't get tripped up on my doctrine today because Jesus is coming and ultimately in the very last days he's going to conquer death, hell, and the grave forever and once for all. But the church has been given the baton to continue the work, fluky, of Christ of walking everywhere we go and destroying the works of the devil and putting them under as a footstool for Jesus. My God, this, this passage is wrecking my life right now. It's wrecking my life right now. Come on, we, this is an environment we can't waste. Maybe you need to feel, pray for a new baptism like they did in Acts 3 or 4, wherever we talked that out of. They went back and prayed, God, God, fill us up, fill us up and he refilled them again maybe that's what we need in our spirit filled churches God fill us up again we need a fresh baptism on this day of Pentecost we need a fresh baptism of passion my wife a while ago had such an aggressive spirit of anger about this demon of racism and I thought of this scripture where Jesus said I clothe myself in vengeance it's the character of God being manifested against the injustice on the people he loves it's, it's, it's the character of God of vengeance on the demons that provoke this thing you're going to begin to witness that in prayer as you begin to bind demons And destroy the works of the devil. I didn't go on to preach it. But. We'll preach it some other time. Because of Jesus' position. We are on earth. Operating from that position. He's sitting in a place of power. Ephesians said we've been lifted up to sit in those heavenly places. So because of his position, you operate in power.
1: Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to LifeChurchofcolumbia.org.